This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good morning. I'm Roshan Kanison and welcome to Raise Your Game. With less than three months left before we enter 2024, we've now entered crunch time for sales teams to meet their targets and KPIs for the year. Today on the show, we continue our focus on sales with the second episode of a three-part series with Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Labs. Last week, we got into two critical skills that could make or break your sales efforts as the world navigates through economic uncertainty. That's building rapport and prospect diagnostics. Today, you will learn how to build value around your products and services and generate desire in prospects to buy, including a sales formula from Jeevan that he says will help you close sales in a big way. Jeevan, welcome back to the show. Good to see you again. Always good to be here. So, Jeevan, let's maybe build a bit of a bridge from last week. Yep. We discussed the importance of establishing rapport and conducting prospect diagnostics. Explain to us how these foundational skills play into today's topic of building value and generating desire. Okay, so let's let's look at it. Like, see, you met a guy named John. So, so you're selling um, some sort of product or service and you meet a guy named John. So one of the first things you've got to do with John are the two skills we talked about uh, in the previous session where we looked at building rapport. So the first thing you've got to do with John is you, you do all those things that I discussed, all the five areas on building rapport, such as common ground, matching and mirroring modalities, where you look at the visual, auditory and kinesthetic, uh, a sense of humor, being an expert. So you build a lot of rapport with John. And once you build that rapport, you want to start to diagnose what are the factors that will motivate John to buy your product or service? So here we looked at, at this whole diagnostic funnel. We looked at different questions to ask and all the different things that you can actually do in order to find out what is it that will motivate him to buy. So you've asked a lot of questions. So you've, you've now have a lot of power. You know what are the things that, that John likes or dislikes and, and what works, what doesn't work, that sort of thing. Now it's time to build value. So today we're looking at two other skills. We're looking at the skill of building value around your product and service and very importantly, once you've built that value, you want the guy to jump out of his seat and buy. You want to generate <laughs> desire. You want him to be pumping with desire. How do you do that? So we're going to look at that today. And that's a lot that's, that there is there in, in, in that place because the mistake many salespeople make is they try to generate the desire and build value before building rapport and doing a diagnostic on the right. person. So the sequencing here is important Very as well. Important. So again, folks, if you want to listen to that building rapport and prospect diagnostics, it's available on the BFM website, bfm.my or the BFM app or any major podcast player. Just look up Raise Your Game. So, Jim, building value often involves sharing information with prospects, yeah. I presume. So let me give you a framework for that. Yeah. So the build value, essentially, there are three things. The first thing is what I call the magic story. So you want to have... So, so let, me, let me tell you how powerful, this, how powerful this really is. All human beings have something for stories. People absolutely love stories. For example, some of the most powerful words in the English language is once upon a time. (laughs) (laughs) Or a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far There we go, there we go. Everyone knows that, man. Star Wars, everybody knows that. So you see, it's so powerful. I mean, that's why, if I ask you this question, Roshan, very simple. Marvel or DC? Oh, you got to say Marvel. <laughs> yeah, right now Marvel. <laughs> well, there you go. But why? You know, because the story, Marvel yeah. story is amazing. You, you've got so much affinity for the characters. You know, you love. Uh, you've got you've got all of from Wolverine to to the Avengers. You've yeah. got Tony Stark. You've got Thor. All of this. What's DC? I mean, what Aquaman? What was what, what Batman, this? Superman? Like, okay, Batman, Superman, right? at least. That. But so, the rest of yeah. them. I mean, hey, you know. So so there you go. So story. Another so episode magic. for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so, man. But but so that's the thing. So you want to uh, have a magic story around your product and service. Mm. So what I tell salespeople is this. You need two stories. 
One, the story of the product or the story of the service. Tell about the history, how it started, why it's powerful, why it's amazing. So the story of the product. The second story is your story. Why did you join this company? Why why are you pushing this product? For instance, imagine a unit trust consultant who, who would say something along the lines of their company and, and, and all the amazing funds they have and the awards they've won and tells you a nice story about it and then says why they left their previous company to join this company and how everything is different in the way they service clients and this people love that and you can actually see them tilt forward and when you tell a story you can actually see the body language it's amazing so the first thing in building value is craft your story and really sit down and think about this you know people have written about this like like building a story brand by donna miller the book by donna miller it's a really good book if you want to learn more about about writing stories that's a really good book for that and so you want to have your magic stories that's the first component in building value the second component unfortunately is not very common anymore is comprehensive communication mm. in other words comprehensive conversation mm. so you know when you ask someone say why should i buy this they can't just say it's good it's very good <laughs> <laughs> and you know you get that in sales a lot now why yeah it's good it's bad it's better no but you want to explain say hey look let me tell you something about that this brand has got a 30 year history it goes back 30 years and it's it's in, right now in 50 52 countries and you know you 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 really talk about it you get very comprehensive in your answer So sales people need to practice this have very comprehensive conversations and you will notice that you start building tremendous value around the product or the service. Third one very important is how you educate someone. So what I tell people is this look pay attention to what you're using what kind of tools are you using are you using an iPad to educate them are you using a pen and paper are you using a flip chart a powerpoint slides because you know what I've seen cases where something's just don't work. Like you could be take say look I've got 30 slides to show you the guy falls asleep. Yeah that that <laughs> sounds like, oh, tedious. He's like yeah I mean you want to take me to 30 slides I just want to buy this item can you tell me about it. You see so so that may not work. So then you want to look at you know what kind of words are you using when you educate someone what's your pitch what are, how do you describe something so look at everything. Like I give you an example for seminars mm. when a coach is conducting a seminar one of the best ways to educate the audience is flip charts and colored markers. not powerpoint slides mm. so that gets a huge amount of interaction the minute you start having slides unless you don't have a choice in a very large audience then you know these people start getting more relaxed and they say can i have the slides later so they take less notes uh. <laughs> you see but when you use flip charts and and you write with colored markers people take pages and pages of notes and the interaction is very different so you want to look at all of these things how are you educating what are you saying how how is it so for instance use examples use stories uh, tell ask questions all this comes into the how you educate so in building value these three components are absolutely critical magic story comprehensive conversation and how you educate so you really put these three things together given in the how to educate part um you you give one example where flip charts and markers are yeah. a great way to go about it um any tactics here when it comes to because you know a lot of people expect slide decks yeah exactly so any uh, yeah. tips so, on that so you see what you want to do is you want to encourage people to take notes to participate to get involved in the workshop the mm. best workshops are when they get involved in it and when they answer questions they raise their hand they ask a question and and when you ask a question they respond so you want it to be very active i mean there's no, nothing against using slides it's just that there are better ways you look at your audience there are lots of better ways and and you need to pay attention to how you're actually educating a room and many many people they this lazy 
easy to look at that. They just do the same thing they've been doing <laughs> all the time, you know. It's just so I say, hey, hey, you know, t- t- pay attention, you know. Especially if you're using materials from 15 years ago, it may be outdated. You want to update things. You want to take a look. How you educate is such a big area. Mm. It's a very big area because you can go into anything. You know, you could go, um, you could could combine with some AI even. You could do all kinds of things. You know, yeah. so, and so I guess knowing the audience would be important, right? What yep. is the incentive for them to convert? That's right. That's and then right. maybe starting with that foot in front. That's right. That's right. Um, what do you see as the types of information that resonate most with uh, prospects when it comes to relevance. the story? Ah. Relevance is the most important thing. Whatever you talk to someone uh, about, make sure it's relevant to their situation. And how do you know that? The second skill we mentioned, diagnostic. Mm-hmm. When you diagnose the person, write a lot of notes, write down what's important to them. So as you speak about something, make it relevant. For instance, if, if you were selling um, the person, uh, I, I, I use Unitrust as an example because it's really easy. But if you're selling that and, you know, and this person is very high risk, so they may not be interested in the bond fund that's that's more um, less mm. risky and things like that. So they want something more aggressive. So you've got to be relevant with the person. And when it comes to information, relevant information is critical and relevant, timely, and also, again, back to comprehensive information so they really understand the situation. The whole idea is to create a shift. You're creating a shift in the prospect. So when you build tremendous value, you're creating a shift in their status quo. From previously, they're just happy doing things the way they've been doing, and now they're like, oh, this I is a better way. To... Exactly. This is actually a better way. What you're offering is a much better way than what I'm doing with myself. So you see, so that's really the shift that you want to get. Are you solving a problem of theirs, essentially? That's right. That's right. And I guess the, re- the relevance then um, comes back to their incentive structure. What, is the, what incentives does the individual next to you, yeah, what are the incentives, right? Yeah, yeah, what's, what's in it for them? them? Right. What KPIs do they need to fulfill on their right. end, whether it's personal or professional, that yep. can help you, that's I guess. Right. Yeah, and that's a very good point. So if it's a, if it's a KPI issue, that they, the reason they're buying something is because they want to be better at work, then you've got to make that relevant. Yeah. So you've got to show how this particular software, for instance, helps them perform much better at work and get their promotion and their raise and everything else. So, so relevance is the biggest thing when, you, when you're building value. What are the common pitfalls, mistakes, that sort of thing, when it comes to this part, the building value part? I think one of the mistakes that um, I've seen, well, I've seen many salespeople make this mistake when it comes to building value is they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention to the prospect. You have to watch the prospect. You have to look at their participation as you build value. If they're saying absolutely nothing and you're, and you're talking, then that's not a good sign. Mm. But if they start asking questions, then you're building correct value. And so paying attention to the prospect as you build value is also very, very critical, especially in a one-to-one situation. You want to really, um, you want it to really be two ways. You see, once the prospect starts asking a lot of questions, that's often a very good sign. And in in sales, you want to you want to be the person asking the questions initially. As you build value, this is how you do it. You ask a question, they answer. You build value. You ask another question, they answer. You build value. That's how you do it. So, and eventually, they will start asking questions, and you know, hey, now these things are starting to change. So that's a very important part. So that's building value. That whole segment mm-hmm. is building value, which now we come to the next one, generating desire. Hold that thought, Jiwen. We've got to go into yeah. a few messages. Uh, <clears throat> folks, with three, less than three months left before we enter 2024, we've now entered crunch time for sales teams to meet their targets and KPIs for the year. Today, we explore with Leverage Labs, Jeevan Sahadevan, how to build value around your products and services and generate desire in prospects to buy and close sales, which is exactly what we're getting into right after this. This. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Keep it here to raise your game on BFM 89.9, the business station. Bloggers for Malaysia, BFM 89.9.
BFM 89.9, welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanetson and that was the Black Keys with Go. With less than three months left before we enter 2024, we've now entered crunch time for sales teams to meet their targets and KPIs for the year. Today on Raise Your Game, we continue our focus on sales with the second episode of a three-part series with Jeevan Sardevan, the founder of Leverage Labs. Earlier, you learned how to build value around your products and services. Now, we'll get into Jeevan will break down how to generate desire and prospects to buy, including a sales formula from him that he says will help you close sales in a big way. Jeevan, generating desire is often cited as a challenging process in the sales process, challenging part in the sales process. Yep. Before we get into the formula, talk to us a little bit about why it's difficult uh, for okay, sales so teams. So you've got to understand that many people are very complacent. They're very happy with the way they've been doing things all this while. So if you want to generate desire, you need to not just be clever in how you're doing that, you need to work with the way their brain actually works. So so let me get straight into it, the, the entire formula. Mm. So I'll give you a bit of history. So many years ago, um, one of my clients actually asked me this question. He said, how do I actually generate desire in a prospect so they want to jump up and buy? So I thought about that question a lot and I looked at all of the sales literature available, at all sorts of things, and I didn't find an answer. Then I went to psychology and I looked at what actually takes place in the brain when making a buying decision. Mm. And I found it very interesting. I began to see a pattern. So what I did was then I put together a formula and I started to teach this formula and people were closing sales left, right and center until I began teaching it to all the large corporates, big boys. I did a lot of it on TV and a couple of sessions on BFM many years back as well. And so all of that. And so it's a very nice time to revisit this formula. So I'll take you right into the formula. The formula is called FBAT. F-B-A-T. So what is that? So F stands for features. B stands for benefits. A stands for advantages. And T stands for testimonials. So let me just Mm. define the words. Features simply means an undisputed fact about the product or service. Meaning you cannot argue, for example, if I said this car has four airbags, it has four airbags. It's not an opinion. It's an undisputed fact. If I said this property has a very good view, that's an opinion. That's not a feature. So a feature is an undisputed fact and no one can argue. If I say this car is blue, it's blue. So that's a feature. A benefit is an emotional reason to buy a product that arises out of a feature. For example, this car has eight airbags which means whatever side another car collides with you, your family is safe. Mm. So that's an emotional reason coming out of the features of the airbag. So you want to you know the that. The benefit of the The benefit feature. of the features, correct. So for example, the reason you would buy a drill is because you want a hole in the wall. Mm. That's the benefit of the drill. An advantage is why you're better than your competitor. Mm. You want to be very clear, how are you different from a competitor or competing product or service? And testimonials, there are two types. There's a direct testimonial where someone says something about your company or you or the product. Or indirect testimonial where things, for example, the awards the company has won or the product has won, um, the history in the market, all those are indirect testimonials. They're both very, very powerful. So let's look at this now. So the best way to understand is imagine you wanted to buy a handphone and you went to the handphone shop. And you saw a guy holding a, a, some, a, a whole table full of handphones, different handphones, and, and you saw something really interesting, a phone you never understood and didn't know anything about. And you asked, the first thing you'd ask the person is, what are the features of this phone? 
So straight away, they will actually start telling you all the features. And then comes what I call the so what test. He starts saying, okay, this has a five, uh, 500 times zoom or something like that. And you go, <laughs> so what, you know? So then he starts explaining the benefit of those features. Or he says, this phone can go underwater for half an hour. You're like, well, so what? He says, well, you know, if you drop it in your bathtub or you want to take it swimming with your family, take photos of your kids while they're swimming. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So the benefits come in. Then your brain starts going from features and benefits. It goes to advantages. You say, okay, well, I know other phones also can go underwater for a little bit. How is this better? So then the advantage comes in. So now you're comparing phone to phone. And finally, you'll ask the question, who bought it? They say, okay, you know, this, uh, this uh, say Obama bought this phone or Donald <laughs> Trump bought it. That'll make you even more excited. You see, oh, some famous people have been buying it or Ryan Giggs or something, something like that, you see. So, so the whole point here in FBAT is any product or service you're selling, you need to do FBAT. And here's the, here's the number for you to remember, 5555. Come up with five features and five benefits of those features, five advantages and five testimonials, and you will blow the prospect out of the water. If you cannot do five, 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 then do one, 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 one until you can get more. Start somewhere, start with one, 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 one. And you watch the person, you can actually see them changing physically, physically transforming in excitement as you talk about it in this fashion. So start in this order. Describe the features of the product or the service that you're talking about and then show the benefits of those features. Then start demonstrating your advantage to your competitors, why you're better. And finally, give some testimonials on different people using your product and service. And this will start to generate massive desire in someone. It's incredible. I've done this with all kinds of services, whether it's property or insurance or unit trust or manufacturing or retail or you know consulting services it doesn't really matter medical it goes dentistry anywhere so it's a it, the thing is you need some practice and the difficulty for many salespeople is finding the 5555 yeah so that's the difficulty so i say look spend some time to gather your five features and um, benefits and advantages and testimonies and from there begin your pitch start to pitch it to the prospect and you and watch for yourself how amazing it is and how fast you convert a prospect into a customer. So there you got it. Two amazing skills today, building value and generating mm. desire. Any best practices with the 5555? Five, 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 five? Yeah, five, so five, when, five. when doing the 5555, don't make, make sure it's not just your opinion on things, but it's actual research on your product or service. Get actual data. Get some very good data. Talk. You might have to talk to management for that. Um, like for example, when getting testimonials, get some good testimonials. So the better the data, the better the FBAT. Do you want more aspirational testimonials or more relatable ones, like other people on the street? I think who are a using combination it? is always good. It can be a celebrity testimonial, but some people feel dissociated from that. Yeah. yeah. So it can be a layman, a housewife testimonial, or you know, have a combo. You know, you can show because it, it, you gotta you gotta understand some these things all carry weight. So there's all different association and dissociations with it. So have, always have a combination of things. You know, um, if you're selling a business product, then have some business testimonials, um, some famous companies and not so famous companies. Have a mixture, have a bag mm. of it. And and I would say, you know, keep collecting. So every product and service, keep doing an FBAT on it. I often get sales teams to do role plays. Do role plays with that. That's the best way to learn. One of the best forms of training in the world is role play. So get one person to be the prospect, one person to be the sales guy, and then role play the FBAT. And you will find that your skill in generating desire goes up tremendously as well. Do you encourage people to like red team it, like 
like be a bit more of a difficult oh, customer yes, yes, all the time man. all the time mm. i always tell them show give actual examples give very difficult examples sometimes mm. in the role play i'll be the the customer <laughs> and i <laughs> and i'll make it really difficult for them they got you can see them sweating and that's and the <laughs> practice like you need to do the practice exactly because you could that's the real world mm. you know you don't want it to be all hunky dory and then in the real world it never happens that way mm. so you want that stubborn client that stubborn prospect but but the good news is they're not often like that mm. So you know when you've done enough sales you realize most people are generally nicer than they But are. But I guess not that's nice. also where um last week's episode on building rapport, rapport and, comes and, in and diagnosis is important. If you've done the diagnosing and the rapport properly, you won't have that problem actually. You've really kind of filtered yeah. out. Yeah. If the, the guy is still rude to you but at the gen- generating desire stage then mm. you you've messed up in the beginning. So now that we know um generating desire and sales formula take us through last week again building rapport yep. so let's say you met a guy named John first things first foundation build rapport with John then start doing a diagnostic on John to find out what are all the challenges and and the things that will, will motivate him to buy then from there you start to build value in that direction what you've generated uh, the the diagnostic that you've generated mm-hmm. and finally you generate desire from the value you've built by doing the fpan which will lead us to the next session next uh. next week when we will talk about closing sales and follow up we're going to go into that external factors given um you know the formula uh and the doing the red teaming the role players all really important but sometimes uh the external factors can really throw a wrench in the gears yep. here depending on the economic situation um how does how should sales team think about okay. uh, the dynamics here this is a very good question because sometimes there's no budget Yeah. or they don't have enough money or the economy is down and things like that and some sales sales people feel very disheartened that mm-hmm. the guy is just not buying one of the mistakes sales people often make which is a very common mistake is short a short term thinking mistake so i tell sales people you need to have a long time perspective you need to see further you got to look at your work with this prospect not just today it's some um, so this is where and next next week we're going to talk about the skill of follow up Uh-huh. And this is where you will realize that I have a golden sentence here. I call it Jeevan's golden follow-up sentence I, and I can I can say it now. Every client a prospect if not today, tomorrow, next week, next month or next year. Mm. You see so well, how do you talk about it? How do you talk to the boss about that, right? Like how yeah. do you Yeah. So so you yeah. have to show you have to show that this what is the ongoing work with the prospect. So you can't just say no, he didn't want to buy. That's then what's the ongoing work? Mm. How are you going to follow up? So a lot of this we're going to discuss in very detail next week okay. actually. But uh you you want to so you want to give a heads up to the management that hey look, we haven't let go of these prospects. We're going to get them. we're going to get them to buy it's a matter of time you know we'll follow up better than their mother does <laughs> that sort of stuff so you want to get that going given closing thoughts before we wrap up today yeah i i want to encourage um for every person listening and if you're in sales never give up because you see you got to understand one thing the magic word in selling is change your approach so the magic three words rather change your approach if something you're doing doesn't work change your approach don't don't be fixated on the same thing if you have a certain script that's not working change your approach if you're asking certain types of questions that aren't working change your approach keep changing your approach till you find a better way and and that will just keep you going jivan thank you so much for your time today lovely Folks, I've been speaking with Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Labs here on Raise Your Game. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast available on our website at bfm.my or our app, BF, or the BFM app. Our podcasts are also available on all the major podcast players. Just look up Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanisan. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, 
Download the BFM app. 